All right, everybody. For those of you that are new, my name is Brad Vandewald. This is my business partner, Tyler Gibson. We're going to be diving in here. We always start rated about five after, let everybody get in because there's tons of people. Uh, Tyler, before we start, why don't you say a quick little bit about yourself and uh, we'll start here in about three minutes. Awesome. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. Excited to be with you guys today. My name is Tyler Gibson. I'm a realtor and team leader here in Orlando, Florida. I'm ranked in the top two and a half percent of producers in my market. And in 2021, I was voted by uh, some of my peers as one of the top 20 under 40 rising star realtors to watch. Uh, I just had my three year anniversary with my real estate license, and I have been a full time agent for only one year now. So for the first two years, I did it part time. Um, so that's right. In 2021, I was part time and uh, made the top 500 list, uh, which puts me in the top two and a half percent and also made the 20, top 20 under 40. So excited to be with you guys today. I built my business working with investors. I love investors. I started as an investor. I believe in buying real estate for yourself to grow your personal wealth um, and to create cash flow, passive income, financial freedom. I'm all about that stuff. Um, I preach it. I teach it. So uh, I actually hate being a salesperson. Uh, I've, I've had lots of sales job. I was okay at it, but I always hated it. Uh, and most of the time it was because I didn't believe in the product I was selling. Uh, I believe in real estate 100%. I buy it. And so it's easy for me to sell it. That's a fantastic introduction. I'm going to make you look like a little baby. My name is Brad Vandwell. I used to run the number one team at the number one Remax office in the world. Uh, last year, we did 1,250 homes. All kidding aside, I love you, Tyler. <laughs> hey, you have to have some authority. If it's your show, you can't be bringing people on that absolutely make <laughs> that decimate you. So uh, we've got a great group of people that we get to work with every single day. It's fantastic. Part of our group, Double Income Coaching. Um, so for those of you that are new, we actually do this every single Tuesday. It's absolutely free. We teach something every Tuesday. Um, I'm going to put in there for everybody, actually, my YouTube um, a lot of people ask for a copy of this. It's going to be on my YouTube channel in the next little bit. So I just posted my YouTube channel for those of you go and subscribe. Um, we've got a lot of interesting, fun stuff coming up. There's a lot of stuff already on there. So, um, Tyler, I think, uh, I, hold on. I think that, all right, we're going to go. We're, we already got asked a question, which is fine. So Cindy asked, asked, and these are live the way we keep, I get asked almost every week to see if they're recorded. They're not, they're live. Uh, Cindy, how do you get investors to commit to you only? That's a great question. The reality is, is most investors aren't going to, plain and simple. And right. I don't require them to. I generally understand that investors are looking for a deal. They don't care where it comes from. So it's got to be my job to show the value and make sure that they don't wander. I got to bring them deals. Um, I'll be honest. I've had people that I connected with and I talked with and I worked for for a little while and they bought with somebody else. And at the end of the day, I can get butt hurt about it. No, no offense. Um, and 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 it can ruin my day. It can ruin my career. And I can throw up my hands and say, oh, well, or I can go out and I can go try to find the next opportunity for that same investor to buy. And we're going to get into a little bit about uh, that here in a minute. Tyler, don't forget, I'm the one the show. You can pretty much say whatever you want. I think fuck is every second letter. If you never every second, I know, letter. but that's not that's not normally how I how I roll. So. <laughs> that's fine. You don't have to. But if you're getting passionate, if you hate somebody, or if you want to say something, just go ahead. But I just say it. It's a free for all. So for those of you that's your first time on here, there will be cursing. If it offends you, stay. 
Uh, if it doesn't, if it offends you too much, you can leave, no problem. So anyways, thanks everybody for being here. Every single Tuesday we're dropping it. Tyler, I'm still going to be here, but I'll let you, uh, I'll kind of duck out here and let you do your thing. You should be able to share your screen. Please hold. Uh, there you go. And then I will, um, I'll, let's go. Actually, but there's one more question. So let's answer this before we dive into it. Uh, there's still a bunch more people coming in. As a new agent, what's the best way to connect with investors and have them wanting to work with you? I'm going to show you all that here in just a minute. All right, there you go. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. So uh, again, my name is Tyler Gibson, real estate investor, team leader, top 500 realtor in Orlando, Florida, YPN top 20 under 40 to watch in 2021 Orlando. I am the worst realtor in the world. I don't door knock. I don't cold call. I do send mailers now. Uh, that's new, but that's because, but it's only my neighborhood because I want to be my agent in my neighborhood. So, but otherwise, I don't do many of the traditional real estate things. I don't do open houses. I don't do any of that stuff um, still to this day, and that's by design, partly because I don't really like to do it. And I believe that everyone should leverage their strengths. You should do the things that you like, do the things that you're good at. And so for me. That was real estate investing. I love real estate. I love real estate investing. And so my backstory is that I was already an investor. I got a license because I wanted to be a better investor. And all of a sudden I had investors reaching out to me to get information about my market. Now, Florida is a hot market. So if you're in Florida, you know there's a lot of investors that want to buy here. So that's kind of how that worked. And uh, but it was never my intention to sell a bunch of homes. It was just maybe I could sell a home here or there for my friends. But really, I got the license so I could be a better investor. And it turned into a whole other animal. And part of that is because I was already an investor. It made it a little bit easier. But anybody can do what I did. So why investors? First of all, working with investors are great because they think differently from traditional buyers. They're not going to waste your time traditionally. They're not going to make you go see 20 homes, right? For them, it's very different. There's no emotion involved. Typically, uh, they don't have trouble with financing. If they're an investor, they typically already have cash or have good credit. I find that most investors are already somewhat financially literate. And so you don't have to educate them about don't go you know, buy a new car or put a couch on credit when we're in escrow. They already understand a lot of these fundamentals. So it makes some of the transactions a lot easier to do. Uh, again, they don't need to see the property in person before buying. Remember, I started right before COVID happened and everybody got locked down. And I can tell you that the first house I ever sold, I got it under contract without ever even meeting the buyer. Never met him in person. I talked to him on the phone a couple of times. They called me one day. I was driving on my way home from work. They said, hey, we went to an open house over the weekend. We really liked the house. We want to make an offer. I said, great. Offer got accepted. I met him at the inspection for the first time. So you don't need to show a lot of properties to these types of buyers. There's no emotion involved in the transaction. It's all mathematical for the most part. If the numbers work, they're interested. If the numbers don't work, they're not interested. 
So it makes it really easy. The other thing that's really nice about investors is they're repeat buyers. They don't buy one property. They buy one a year. Maybe they buy two a year. Maybe they buy 12 a year. So that's one of the reasons why investors are great. And they can give you great referrals to other investors. They typically know other investors. And whether you, whether you believe this or not, investors, I think, are some of the most giving people in the world. They love talking to other investors. And generally, they like helping other investors as well. Um, and then the other thing is buyer, investors buy even in a downturn. So as people scream and clamor about everything that's wrong with the market, interest rates are too high, buyers can't buy anything, what am I going to do? Investors are still buying because investors understand you don't wait to buy, you buy and wait. And so investors are almost always buying regardless of the type of market that we find ourselves in. Where can you find investors? Biggerpockets.com. This is where I've connected with most of the investors that I've ever met. Biggerpockets.com is the world's largest real estate investing community forum and podcast. If you've not heard the Bigger Pockets podcast before, I would highly suggest people go check it out if you're interested in investing. They actually have three podcasts now, the original Bigger Pockets podcast, Bigger Pockets rookie podcast, and they also have the Bigger Pockets money podcast, but they are huge. The other thing about them is that their site is a huge behemoth for search engine optimization. If you type in something related to real estate investing in Google, I guarantee you bigger pockets will be in the top three results. So it's a huge community. Uh, this is an old slide from April of this year, 2.4 million people and 65,000 companies are currently on the platform. And is anybody monitoring the chat? I see there's a couple of questions here. I just want to make sure. I do, Tyler. Uh, go to, uh, <clears throat> go to. I think it's format and then go to slideshow so it's full screen. I think it's, or. I mean, I, I was doing it uh, that way kind of on purpose, but I'll, I'll just because it makes it easier for me, but that's fine. I'll do this. Uh, what else? Shame is that. Uh, there, Elizabeth. Sorry, Elizabeth, I don't see your last name. And if your town does not have bigger pockets meetups, make one. Yes, absolutely. Elizabeth is right. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, they have over uh, 5 million. I'm sure there are over 6 million forum posts now, 62,000 entries across 19,000 blogs, and 666 new members just in that day. Um, I should have got a new slide so we don't have the devil sign up here, but oh well. So anyways, biggerpockets.com is where you can find and connect with investors. So what do you need to know if you're going to work with investors? First thing that you need to know is you need to know how to speak the language. So if you're a new realtor or you're a realtor that's been in the business a while and you haven't necessarily worked with investors, you don't do any investing yourself, which shame on you. If you're a realtor, you should be investing in real estate, but that's another conversation. Speak the language. Some of the terms that you're gonna to need to know is burr, house hack, flip, ROI, COC, ARV, LTV. 
These are all terms that you're going to need to know because they're going to use these terms in their conversations with you. And if you don't know what it is and you're saying, I'm sorry, what was that? I'm sorry. What is ROI? What is what does cash on cash mean? Then they're going to know that you don't know what they're talking about and they're likely going to go try to find somebody else. You need to know how to analyze a deal. You need to know how to look at a property, understand what it's worth, uh, what it might generate in rent, what its expenses are going to be. And a lot of this information is available to you on the MLS. But if you don't know how to do it, then you need to learn. You need to know how to analyze a deal. You need to know your market. You need to know what areas are up and coming. What are the neighborhoods that you foresee people are going to start moving to that are becoming more attractive? Maybe there's a development happening. Maybe there's you know, a big project that's going to be happening in three years. Well, that's an up and coming area, right? You need to know where those areas are so you can point your investors to those areas. And then you need to know vendors and you know property managers and you know contractors, right? If these people are going to be working with you, and a lot of times they're from out of state, so they don't know anybody here. So you're going to need to be able to tell them with confidence, yes, I have a great property management company that can take care of that property and manage it for you once you acquire it. And they're going to make it easy for you to get into it. Question here. This is huge. At an investor client, my biggest frustration was working with realtors. I had no idea what I was talking about and couldn't run the numbers. It's partially why I became an Anthony. Yeah, that's right. Most realtors don't know this stuff. And there is a huge demand for realtors that know investing and know how to protect investors and know how to help investors, right? You don't have to do everything, but you got to know the people that can do everything. So, so now how, right? I told you where. I told you what you need to know. So now how? Start a free profile on biggerpockets.com. It's free. Okay, there are some paid options on the site, but you don't need any of that crap. You can do it if you want to. You can certainly supercharge what you're doing, but you don't need it. It's not required. I started with a free profile. You can too. Fill out your profile. So make sure you're actually uploading a profile picture, filling out the about me description, tell people who you are, tell people what your business is, right? Do all of that in your profile. Make it as full and complete as possible. Put in your social links. If you've done deals before, upload the, you know, fill that information out, but fill out your entire profile, right? If Think about it. If you're interacting online on a forum and you see somebody posting that has a picture as their profile and somebody that doesn't have a picture on their profile, which one do you are you more likely to take advice from? Right? Likely not the anonymous person. So uh, that's really huge. And then you can set up keyword alerts. This is huge. Now, this is really my secret sauce. I'm giving it away right here. Keyword alerts are huge. You have the ability to set up keyword alerts on bigger pockets so that uh, so that um, 
if someone says the word Orlando anywhere on the forum, I get an email alert immediately that says someone's talking about Orlando. Okay. So you can do that for your area. And it's important to know why people are talking about your area because you want to participate in every conversation in your market. Every single time somebody talks about Orlando in my market, if I have not already participated in that thread on the forum, then I'm going to make a comment. I'm going to try to add value to the conversation. Even if there's nothing I would say differently from somebody else that's already meant, commented on there, I'll still say, you've got a lot of great advice on here. I particularly agree with so-and-so's comment up above about XYZ, right? I'm reiterating the exact same thing somebody else said. I'm even set, telling them that I agree with what this other person told you earlier, but I'm participating in the conversation on every single forum thread where people are talking about my market. Because, and I tell you this from personal experience, when I started investing, I used bigger pockets as a source of information for myself. I learned a lot about investing through bigger pockets because. There's all these great people that are just on there and they're exchanging information and they're telling each other things. But in order to get a lot of the information, you have to read through the forum posts, right? You have to read all the comments and all the replies and there's pages of it. And people read through all the pages. They follow the entire conversation. I did, right? And so if you're doing that and let's say you're researching a specific market, right? You're like, hey, is there any good investing in Ohio? right? Is there any good investing in Cincinnati? Well, if I search the forums for investing in Cincinnati, it's going to show me all those forum threads where people are talking about Cincinnati. And I might start reading through those. Well, if there's an agent that has an alert and they're responding to every post about Cincinnati and I'm reading through doing my research and I see their face once, twice, three times, four times, holy cow, they're on every single post on here. They must be really big. They must know what they're doing. It builds credibility. Make sure that when you're responding, you add value in some capacity, right? If you agree with something, just agree. Uh, you know, If you have a difference of opinion, go ahead and provide that, but do your best to add value in these forums. And then, Solicit business, okay? Never solicit in the forum. This is huge. If you say, hey, so-and-so, I'm the top agent here in this market, would love to work with you, give me a call. They're gonna remove your posts. I guarantee it. I've had mine removed. So don't solicit in the forums. It goes against the forum rules and you'll get your post removed. Instead, send a connection request. It's free. They have a limit on how many you can send every day, but chances are you're not gonna send that many. I think it's like 25 or 50. Again, I don't think you're gonna get that high in a single day, but send a connection request to the person and make sure you add a message to it. My message goes a little something like this. Hey, so-and-so. I saw you, your comment in the forums about Orlando. 
I'm a local investor and, in friend, and investor friendly realtor. Me and my team specialize in helping investors looking for long-term rentals and Disney short-term rentals. If you have any questions or you need anything at all, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Even if you just need a vendor, I would be happy to touch base with you. See, here it is. Let me know if I can help in any way. So how are you gonna be effective? Do sellers post in the forum? Haas, not very often. Um, I had one scenario where I did connect with someone that was trying to sell a house. Um, it was in distress. I actually tried to acquire it personally in that case, and I was going to flip it myself, uh, but they ended up going with somebody else. So not very often, every once in a while, but not very often. What you're typically going to encounter are people that are looking to buy, people that are looking to invest and buy, um, not typically people that are looking to sell. It's a good question, though. So you want to position yourself as an advisor, right? You're just here to advise them. You're not in a hurry unless they are, right? When I talk to these people on the phone, my script is something along the lines of, you know, I'm not in a hurry. I'm here to help you uh, answer any questions you have. Sometimes they like need to buy something right now. Investors do something that's called a 1031 exchange. If you're not aware, that's where they sell a property. Instead of having to pay their taxes, they're going to defer the taxes by reinvesting the capital into another like asset. That means they got to go buy something else, people. And there is a time frame on that. They have to identify a property within 45 days. That's a great client to have. You're, again, your positioning is, I just want to help. I'm an advisor. I'm not in a hurry. I just want to help. How can I help? How can I help? How can I help? Become an expert. You have to know your market. You have to know what the rents are, or you at least have to have an idea of rental ranges in your market. You need to know where the growth is happening. That goes back to what are the up and coming neighborhoods? Where else is there an opportunity? I talk to people regularly that want to invest in Orlando. Then they tell me they want to get 12% cash on cash return on a long-term rental. That's not going to happen. Not here. You're lucky if you break even in Orlando. So I need to know where else can I take that opportunity and find something for them. There are other areas in Florida where we might be able to get the kinds of returns that they're looking for, but you need to know that. Where else is there an opportunity? One of the best ways to do that is to continue to network with other agents. And then you need to be able to find deals, right? So what are the downsides? They aren't in a hurry, right? There is a longer sales cycle for investors. I had two people call me that I had talked to over a year ago recently. So there is a longer sales cycle with investors. You can run into a lot of tire kickers. So you do need to try to find a way to have a strong enough conversation with someone 
that you have a good sense for whether or not they're serious. Now, in the beginning, take all the tire kickers you want. Just don't waste a ton of time showing properties, but definitely talk to them, follow up with them, make sure you're sending them properties. Worst case scenario, you send them on an automatic MLS drip. That way you're at least getting in front of them on some sort of consistent basis with your email drip. The other downside, it is mostly buyers. Unless you're able to find yourself a great flipping partner, right? This is someone that is buying a lot of flips, whether from wholesales or whatever, but they don't have a license and they want, to, they want somebody to help them sell them. They're out there. Those people are out there. You got to go find them though. But mostly buyers, especially the people through bigger pockets, mostly buyers. A lot of times they have unrealistic expectations. And this is where knowing your market can be really important because on that first phone call, when they tell me what they're trying to do, I want to understand, do they have a realistic expectation of what's available in this market? Or do I need to have a conversation about adjusting expectations? And I do it all the time. I've told people, look, you're not going to get that here. This is what we see in our market. These are what the opportunities look like. Is that something you're interested in? No, that's okay. You want to get $300 a month in net income on a single family property or on a duplex per door? Well, that's probably something that you might be able to get in Ohio, but you're not going to get that in Florida, at least not in Orlando at least not through the inventory I have access to on a regular basis. So kind of wrap things up and then we can go into more questions. I know we're moving kind of fast here, Brad. Nobody's asking questions through the middle and I just keep, I just talk fast. But working with investors can create a consistent business where you don't worry about where the next deal is coming from. In 2021, I had the opportunity to work with Wedgwood Homes, uh, which if any of you know who that is, they're one of the largest hedge fund flipping companies in the United States. They buy hundreds and hundreds of homes across the United States every year. And during 2021, because of the pandemic, all of the foreclosures that they typically buy were on hold. And so I had the opportunity to work with them and they purchased eight properties and allowed me to relist four of them in 2021. I got 12 deals from one client in 2021. And it came by being active in the forums, reaching out to people and adding value. Um, and, and so, you know, by connecting with investors and having a big group of investors, you can have consistent deal flow uh, for yourself. So uh, that's, that's the big spiel. I went a little fast, but it should give people some time to ask some questions. What questions do people have? Don't be shy, people. Most people are shy, bro. I know it's bad. I'm gonna call out. Uh, I'm gonna call out somebody that I saw that, that joined us that I had invited today. Delayda, thanks for being here. Oops, that's not the link I wanted. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, for a lot of people are going to ask for a copy of this, just go to my YouTube channel and sign up. 
Uh, so again, I just put a link other in there for than everybody. bigger pockets. What's your biggest source of leads? Yeah. So that's great. So uh, I'll, I'll get into that a little bit. So I actually do run a, an investor meetup here in Orlando. So we have a monthly meetup. I'm a co-host with another gentleman, uh, that I actually met through bigger pockets about seven years ago. Um, and we host a monthly investor meetup. I also attend several meetups here in my local market. I'm always trying to network. If, if you want to get really big with investors in your market, go to meetups, go to, go to in-person meetups, start shaking hands, start meeting people and start seeing how you might be able to help other people. You share that connection message script again. Uh, yeah, probably. Now, you, you might need to customize this a little bit for yourself because of the location, and maybe you don't do work with short-term rentals, but here it is. How do you get an investor to sign a buyer agency agreement? Uh, Lena, that's a great question. I don't. Um, and the reason why I don't, and, and I mentioned this on the front end because somebody asked the question, how do you get them to be loyal? How do you get them to, to be exclusive with you? Uh, investors are typically looking for, um, are, are typically looking for a deal. So they're, they're not necessarily going to be loyal to you. Now, if you connect with a newer investor that's trying to build a portfolio, um, then, then they can be loyal. Um, one of my favorite clients is a physician. He makes good money. He buys real estate as a way to build his wealth and grow and grow his and build generational wealth for his family and create a you know passive income stream in retirement. Um, those are the best kind of clients to have because they will be somewhat loyal to you specifically. Um, but I don't ask people to sign that. Uh, hold on, we have some more questions here. Let me read these. Uh, da, 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 da. Any intro to investing classes, books, or resources to gain more knowledge? you would recommend other than bigger pockets? Uh, Justin, that's a great question. Brad and I are actually working on potentially doing a 90 minute uh, certified residential investor specialist webinar. Uh, and so that that'll that will likely be free, but we're, we're working on that now. So stick around. Uh, if you want, um, I'll put my phone number here in the chat. Uh, go ahead and shoot me a text with your contact information, and I'll be sure to keep you in mind as we as we get ready to do some of that. Uh, how also, would you and find then to everybody's point, and then like I want to kind of go on the other side, Tyler, just to be devil's advocate of this situation. Just to be honest, I fucking hate hate investors. Hate. I don't even take them on. Hi, I'm looking to invest. Wrong number. I don't. Care <laughs> if have, I don't care if you have a hundred million dollars. So it just, for me, it's just, so to be fair, it's not going to be for everybody. Right. And that's okay. Like you've built a great business up from that. You have to be a patient person and wait, I'm not patient. I'm like, this sounds absolutely terrible. And just a lot of people can come in and be like, oh my God, I'm ready to buy. And you're showing them or I'm approved and they have no money. My favorite is when you get leads, it's like, Hey, I don't have a job. I'm not employed. Can I buy like $27 billion worth of real estate and borrow from other people? I'm like, that's not how that works. Anthony, if I ever get another call for an investor, 
I will literally send them to you. You have my word. So yes, Anthony, you can have all of mine. He's in Calgary. So yes, take them all, all right. every single there, one. There are a couple of questions I want to go back and make yep. sure that I address. Uh, with still low inventory, where do you find more inventory if the MLS is low? This is where your network is critical, right? Networking with locals, networking with wholesalers, trying to find those kind of opportunities. Uh, that's what I would say. If you're a listing agent, listen to me. If if you're doing listings, if you're doing mailing, you're farming, you're calling expires, you're doing that kind of thing, this should be a perfect addition to the business that you're already doing. Because if you walk into a house and it's jacked up and you're like, no wonder they've had a hard time selling this thing. And you've got a database full of investors that you've connected with, you can put that in front of them and maybe double in the deal. So you do have to get creative in low inventory situations. It was challenging in 2021 with how things were here in Florida, but um, but that's the answer to that question here. Uh, Larry, I'm a lender. How can a lender get involved to try to generate some business and help other agents, investors? Larry, you know, to help an agent, it's bringing leads. Right. As far as helping investors familiarize yourself with non-QM lender products, debt service coverage ratio loans, that sort of thing. Um, and that would be that would be something that would be helpful to investors. Any intro to uh, uh, Justin, I answered your question already. How do you get investors to sign a buyer's agreement? I already answered that. I lost interest in investors because they require a huge amount of time. Uh, yeah, Vicky, there's definitely that. The first investor I ever worked with said he wanted to flip houses. I showed him like 20 houses. He made offers that were absolutely unrealistic uh, and I fired him. So you do have to pick and choose. I don't work with flippers. Uh, personally, I don't work with flippers generally. I work with Wedgwood because they had a system that didn't require me to be involved other than making the offer and then listing the home, uh, helping them on the buy side and the selling side. I was not involved in calculating after repair values. Uh, I was not involved in calculating the repair costs. So uh, there's there's that to that question. Uh, but yeah, you've got a good point, Vicki. Um, that's why I do say you need to try to have a conversation, figure out if somebody's really serious or if they're just a tire kicker. Uh, Liz, how would you find out where and when local investor meetings happening in your area? You can check on biggerpockets.com, see if there's anything on their Facebook groups. Uh, look for Facebook groups in your area that are real estate related. Oftentimes they post them there. Meetup.com is another place where you can go and find local real estate investor meetings. Uh, you can go to eventbrite.com and search to see if there's any like public uh, things that are posted on there. So there's that. Uh, JP, as self-investor, how would you be able to shield capital gains in Canada if this was not be your primary residence, but just for rentals or flips. I don't know about capital gains in Canada because I don't live in Canada. Maybe the Brad, any, any idea? Absolutely have no idea. Involves investing. Remember? No, thanks. I have tons of investments. Call here. your CPA. That's right. I'm not a CPA. Can you elaborate on Burr house hack and COC? Roger. Absolutely. Burr is an acronym. It stands for buy rent rehab, refinance, repeat. Uh, it is a terminology. It is a investor strategy that is taught through the Bigger Pockets forums. Um, uh, one of the original podcast hosts, Brandon Turner, wrote a book about it. Um, it's a very powerful way 
that you can leverage and recycle capital in an investing cycle. I will tell you that it is a very advanced real estate investing strategy, in my opinion, uh, because it requires you to be already have experience in multiple investing facets, such as being a property manager, such as being a flipper, such as uh, being a finance person. So that's that. House hack. It's my favorite thing. And they're my favorite type of clients. That's where somebody lives in a house and rents out a portion of the house at the same time. These are great buyers. If you can find house hackers in your market, they're great buyers because they're actually buying a primary, but they think like an investor. So they're not going to waste your time. Uh, and COC is cash on cash return. It's a mathematical equation to determine uh, how much how much money you make based off of the money you put in, the percentage of return you get based off of the amount of cash required to uh, uh, acquire the property. How can you encourage investors to invest in this market? Well, um, I mean, a real investor knows that real estate goes up in value over time. So if the property cash flow is positive, they should invest. They don't care what the interest rate is. A real investor doesn't care what the interest rate is. They don't care. Because if the property generates positive cash flow, it's still a good deal. It's returning money to their pocket every month. Somebody else is paying down the, the uh, paying down the balance on the loan through the rent that's being generated, which means that that equity, uh, they're increasing their equity, increasing their net worth. And in an inflationary market like this, values go up. And we're still in an appreciating market, at least here in Florida. So values continue to go up. So I think the case to make for investors to continue to buy is relatively easy. And you have one of the biggest faces, uh, David Green, who's now the, the main host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, continually telling people, I'm still buying. I'm still buying and you should too. Because the benefit in buying real estate is usually found three to five years later. So keep buying today. If the numbers work, you just buy. Well, that's the thing for me, though, I think is a big part is, you know, I do, we keep buying stuff all the time. Like I probably am part of uh, myself and my investors that I own a part of are probably over 120 units now. Um, and you just keep buying. Like it's, I guess one of the things though, that as interest rates, if they go up, if I can offer some advice, because I went through this is make sure your investor has disposable cash if interest rates go up. So we just got fucked because when we came in, we bought properties seven months ago and interest rates doubled. So we had to come up with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars more because interest rates went up and we never factored that in because interest rates have never done this. So if interest rates are going to keep up, if you want to protect your client, make sure that they're in a situation where it's like, hey, you know what, and wh whatever lender they're using, let's say interest rates are X. If by the time you close in three months, it's now Y, you're going to have to come up with more money. Is that something that you can do? Because if the answer is no, and you have like a big deposit of $200,000 down or three, they're going to lose that deposit in a lot of cases. So uh, that's something that truthfully, not a lot of people have thought of myself. I've been in real estate for 13 years, right? A long time. And I never saw interest rates going and doing what they did. Uh, and literally all the investments that I bought personally, it would, it, it put me in, a, I'm just being honest. It put me in a situation where I had to go find more money and it was not, uh, not a fun situation. It was stressful. Like it was six and a half, seven, eight million dollars worth of stuff. And we had 15% down. So we don't like, we had millions already down, not quite millions, but almost. 
So like, we can't really walk from that. So we had to go and, and raise it. So anyways, be careful, uh, be careful with that too. Uh, so a couple other questions that came through here. How do you handle your own investing and clients? For example, you're currently looking for the same kind of property your clients are. I don't generally compete with my clients. Um, so, uh, and I, the investments that I've bought recently have not been off the MLS. It's not stuff that my clients ever knew existed uh, through any kind of email blast. They weren't going to see it on Zillow or anything like that. Most of the stuff that I buy anymore is off market. And I generally only buy stuff that has some sort of huge upside uh, because I'm picky. So uh, anyways, that's, but that's a personal choice, right? Everybody's got their own strategy. Uh, flippers are ridiculous. Michelle, send leads hurting in Tennessee. Uh, Michelle, you probably need connect with uh robert and chris uh there in middle tennessee they're awesome uh keep you know you're going you're doing the facebook group social events you're doing all that that's great just keep working it you'll find it uh last three months only close one deal yeah it, how long have you been an agent michelle because in in the beginning days it, it takes a while and you got to build a pipeline right you, you got to have people you always got to be adding people to your database so just keep working on it you'll you'll get there um oh walter answered it uh, I have a Canadian. Oh, that's a Canadian investment. Walter's got your answer about Canadian investing. I'm going to check the chat. Uh, Justin, property management is not a part of my business. Um, that's a part. Uh, so partly the brokerage that I'm at doesn't have a model that supports it. Uh, additionally, I made the decision long ago. I did not want to be a property manager. Um, I manage the properties that I own, but that's because I own them. And I realize no one cares about my property like I do. I also have the realization that I will not care about your property like it's my own. And that's not right. And that's not how I want to treat my clients. So no, I don't do property management. I would much rather refer it to a property manager. And by the way, referring business to a property manager that only does property management is one of the smartest things that you can do. Because when one of their clients wants to sell a property under management, they'll call you. I've gotten listings from my property management partners. Because they didn't do sales. They just did management. So uh, there's a little extra tidbit that's not in the slide. But also think about doing property management, not kidding aside. You came in to be a realtor. A realtor. Oh, Don't be a jack awful. of all trades. Don't do it. And the other thing, it's awful. Like, let me get this straight. You want, my rent's 200 grand. And let's say you're taking 8 to 10%. You want to manage my property for $200? So when there's shit going wrong, shitty tenants eviction. At, that sounds like it is the worst job on the planet and people like and they start property management companies and they're like yeah but if i get a hundred dude if you get, listen to how fuck this situation is you need to get 50 so let's say you have 50 properties okay this is hilarious property managers god bless them because i i just can't believe it put it into perspective of why you don't want to do it because i have realtors that have come in and be like well i'm doing property management to start so i want you to think about this you need to get to 50 properties, okay? 50 at $200 per to make $10,000 a month. How about you go sell one home instead of trying to manage 50 properties? What's less brain damage? Like, come on, worst job in the world ever. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple of the questions in here. Is COC the same as cap rate? No, uh, they're calculated differently. Cash on cash is going to include uh, all of your expenses. Uh, cap rate does not include um, 
your PITI or yeah, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, uh, it, I'm sorry, cap rate doesn't include your, um, your debt, your debt payment, uh, debt payment is stripped out of cap rate. So it's calculated differently. Um, or, or your cap rate is different. They're calculated differently at the end of the day is the answer to that question. Uh, do, 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 do you know what I'm saying? Uh, how do you find investor properties that don't want anything on the MLS? Well, that's a great question. Um, I generally don't. Um, I tell my clients I don't currently have an off-market acquisition strategy. I don't do wholesaling. I know some wholesalers. I don't generally recommend them because wholesalers, I think, uh, do a, don't do a great service for the general public. They do a great job for themselves. I don't think they do a great service for other people, but that's a personal opinion. Um, however, I would encourage you that if you are the type that you will call a list of people or that you don't have a problem spending time with mailers, although I will tell you that usually the phone is the best way to do it, to call uh, people that are in pre-foreclosure or have leads on their property, um, and maybe get them an off-market deal through that way. The other way, Latricia, is again, be networking with people in your market, other wholesalers, investors, so that you have, so that you can see as many opportunities as possible. And then you can make a pretty good determination of whether or not it's something that you should share. Uh, I don't know any property management companies. So how do I approach them so that later when working with investors, I can refer them to that property management company? Um, well, again, the, the connecting with property managers can, can go back to networking. When I started trying to connect with people, I was going to net, I was going to these meetups and then I was asking, hey, so do you know any great property managers in the area? I would try to connect with those property managers. I would tell them, hey, I'm an investor. I work with investors. I'm looking for a property manager that services this area. Can you tell me about your business, about your process? If I sent you a client, would you do this? If I wanted to know, uh, so an example, I service the Lakeland market, which is about an hour and a half from me, but I don't live in Lakeland. So I don't know the neighborhoods that great. I know some areas that you should stay out of, uh, but I don't know it really good. The property manager that I chose to partner with there, when I talked to her, I said, hey, would you have a problem if when I have somebody that's interested in a property because the numbers work, if I ask, if I sent you a text and asked you to verify the rental rates and if you would tell me whether or not that's a market you service. Now that particular property manager, she had areas that she wouldn't work in because she didn't feel safe sending her staff there. Those are the areas that most of my clients don't want to buy in. HUD rules dictate that I can't tell people where they should and shouldn't buy. Right, I can't tell them that's a bad neighborhood, but what I can tell them is the property manager I partner with, she doesn't service that area. Now that sends a message without me having to say something in particular. So uh, go out. God and bless America. People. You can't say that place sucks ass. Well, it's called redlining. You can't. You can't. You can't steer people from different neighborhoods because of crime rates and school what? statistics like we're not supposed to do that we're supposed to tell them to go do your own research oh my god when people want to invest in certain areas here i'm like hell no i wouldn't let a homeless people stay there i guess that's just me so i don't care and this is recorded and it'll be on youtube so it's fantastic i don't think that can't be a rule in canada it just can't be because i literally <laughs> like 
you it's your job to tell people if the area sucks uh there are rules that stipulate <laughs> we're not allowed to what? Do that kind of thing. so we we there are resources out there we can point them to but we can't say that is or is not a good neighborhood so what i would say is my dad thinks that area sucks and i would agree with him there that's what I would say. <laughs> I don't know if that's within the rules or not. Uh, and if you're listening, <laughs> I follow all HUD rules. So wow, uh, that is unbelievable. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard almost in my life. Yeah. I love these podcasts. Everything we do, okay. I learn so, something every time. I think I got through all the questions, and it's eleven fifty. So uh, awesome! Thanks. Brad? Let's see if there's more. Wait a couple more minutes to see if there's more and go from there. Okay. Last call. Questions. What do we got? Oh, Walter, you're hilarious. Um, Walter. <laughs> Walter's hilarious. Well, Walter, if you were on a Zoom this morning, you'd know what we were doing. Guy does no shows to our Zoom. Nice guy. Doesn't even let me know. Courtesy's not there anymore, so I don't know. We'll we'll have it out. Him and I'll have it out. Uh, well, you know, you know he's Vegas. you know he's going to be famous real soon because he's gonna, he's a published author. He's about to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so for those of you, uh, bro, kind of like, well, I don't know. You said you could. You said you could at that time. I thought. Anyways, we're gonna we'll have it. We'll take this. We'll take this domestic we'll take that conversation offline. Off. <laughs> we'll take this offline. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of people that are on here. They obviously asked to uh, to Walter's thing. They obviously asked to to partner. <laughs> I love you, buddy. To partner up with us. Um, if you guys are looking for you know another alternative, next week's going to be something. Uh, we're excited to beta launch something. A lot of people are asking to partner up with us. A lot of people are asking to do different things. So I think it should be ready for next week. Uh, we're going to be taking on a select group of individuals, probably only 25 uh, to come into to what we're doing. So stay tuned. Make sure you come for next week. We're just working on that right now. Uh, it's going to be a whole coaching and mentoring thing, and it's only going to be $97, I believe. Don't quote me on that. So if it's like a thousand bucks, it's my fault. But I think it's going to be about 97 bucks. Um, we're building something out because this has grown to like 8,400 people now. Um, we keep getting asking for coaching, mentorship. We want to make it where it's affordable for every single person. So uh, we've been working on that. And uh, I don't think it's a couple months to roll out, but we're going to look for a small accountability group uh, of about 25 people. And it'll be, you know, you can come in and apply. We're expecting to get pretty peppered. Uh, you're going to help us create this whole thing and go down that road. So uh, Walter, I think the uh, for the next thing for partnering up with us, it's going to be a little bit more towards next week. But for those of you, that have any interest in what we're doing, uh, check us out on YouTube. Check me out. Uh, check the team out. Hold on. Go to my YouTube channel. Subscribe. This will be on there. Uh, the other thing is a lot of people ask, being your partner is the best way. Thank you, Vicky. I love you. Uh, so I think that one of the things that if you want to partner up with us, it's big. It's I ask yourself, I ask people this. A lot of times there's, I'm going to make it very simple. We're going to be a slideshow and everything next time is, if you're not happy with what brokerage you're at, and if you're just looking for some more support, for those of you that are new, we do this every Tuesday, but we have a big group of 20 coaches uh, that teach 20 different topics, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, how to get leads, door knocking, cold calling, sorry, Rob or uh, Walter, quality conversations, as Walter says, that is not cold calling, it's having quality conversations. So if you guys are maybe looking for something different, you want to join a big group or a big family at W Income Coaching. Um, I'll put my I'll put my cell phone number in here. I'll call you personally. 
if you want to do it at the end of the day, you know, I just ask people is what's your brokerage doing for you? If they're doing a lot for you, great. If you're not happy where you're at and you're just maybe looking for another alternative as the market's shifting, uh, feel free to reach out to me personally and we'll be there to help. So, you know, I don't know of a brokerage or there's not very many where they actually sit down with you all the time and ask you, you know, hey, what's uh, what do you want to accomplish next year? Or how do you want to do more deals? Uh, a lot of the brokerage's jobs right now is they basically keep you out of jail and don't really help you grow a business. Where we're the reverse. Our company has great brokers to help you stay out of jail. And we're all here to help you grow your business and make more money. So if something like that sounds appealing to you, again, feel free to text me at 403-888-7653. Today's recordings, I don't, they don't go out if I'm not mistaken. But again, follow me on YouTube. All of these every Tuesday within two to three weeks will get posted on YouTube. Uh, make sure you go to my YouTube channel. I think I have 640 videos now. It's fucking psychotic. I don't know how there's that many videos, but there is. Uh, it says right on there. So tons of videos. We drop knowledge all the time. So uh, Tyler, is there anything else you want to add? Again, I'll put my, somebody asked my phone number. I'll add it again. If you guys have any questions about our partnership program, if you'd like to learn from a guy that sold 1,250 homes, if you'd like to learn from top investor people like Tyler, if you want to learn from top TikTok people, talk YouTube people, uh, make sure to just reach out to us. We'll kind of tell you what partnering with us looks like. And if that's something that's of interest, you great. If not, keep coming back on Tuesdays and uh, stay tuned for our coaching. That's uh, that's going to be done. I don't know. The name the name will be dropped in the next few weeks. We've got to get some marketing going. We just we just did it this weekend. So, so really I, I'll say this because there's still a bunch of people hanging around on this call. So I'm yeah. going to say this, that if you think that that what Brad does for free on Tuesdays is good and helpful. I want to challenge you to think about how much more you get with Brad as your partner. And I can tell you from personal experience that Brad puts his money when it, where his mouth is when he talks about partnering and helping people. Uh, so I, I challenge every single one of you, if you are not happy or if you don't feel like your broker is helping push you to grow and reach the goals that you've set, or maybe they're not even asking you if you have any goals, you should maybe think about partnering with, with Brad or Walter or myself or any of the other coaches that are here. Every single one of us, we, we sell houses, but we care about other people's success, which is why we do this. So didn't you come from 100% brokerage too? I did. I moved from a 100% commission split brokerage and I moved my team here to EXP and gave up $16,000 a year in commission in caps because there was so much more value. And I knew that I would make three times that $16,000 just by being around these people. If you want to level up in real estate, you need to change the circle of people you connect with on a regular basis. Plain how often, and simple. How often do we talk, would you say now? Especially <laughs> every week. Yeah. Every oh, week. Yeah. Which it wasn't that way in the beginning, but that's fine. But I talk to Walter every week. I talk to Brad every week. I talk to Chris. I talk to Robert. These are all coaches here. And every single one of you could potentially have that kind of exposure as well. If you're interested, if you really want to grow. The problem is, Tyler, is that most people are stuck where they're at and they don't want to grow and they're just scared or they just don't want to work. And that's there's, the truth. 
that's just the honest truth right there's there's a lot of that right and i you know i think i think we could probably go on for a long time but it's all about your mindset and you got to change your mind but you can't change your mind if you're sitting around with a bunch of negative nancy's if you're hanging out with a bunch of people where you tell them what your goals are and or your what your dreams are and they tell you that that's never going to happen those aren't the people you want to be spending time with people that tell you dream too big those aren't the people you want to hang out with you want to hang out with people that are dreaming bigger than you i don't know if there's anybody that's going to be for what we're creating i think the one of the advantages that a lot of people would say hopefully the work with me is that i'm there for you but the other thing is i'm never satisfied with what we're doing and i always want to make it better and so like we have one of the we have the largest coaching program for free in the world is my understanding 9000 agents or 8600 or whatever it is and it's only been a year. So we'll hit 20, 30,000 agents that we're helping over time. And as people tell people about it, um, and that's all for free. And then now this next coaching thing that I'm going to be launching is fucking bananas. It's going to be every single realtor on the, on the planet's going to be able to afford it. Um, and we're just going to be able to help more people. So um, we're really excited to be building this up. So that'll be, uh, that'll be something that's pretty cool in the next couple months here. What do we got? A couple of questions. Thank you. No problem. All right, everybody. I think that's about it. <clears throat> so uh, thanks, Tyler, for being here, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, coming and helping me out. So thanks for everything, man. I guess you're just going to shut off your camera and ditch. No. All right, everybody. You, you turned it off on me. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do that. Turn it off. I didn't do I, anything. Maybe you should. I didn't turn it off. It just shut off for whatever reason. Shane, stop it. Leave me alone. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Please come back next week. Larry, the lender guy, message me on Facebook. I have something I want to talk to you about. So Larry, you know who you are. Message me on Facebook. I know we've talked a, a little bit in the past, but I have something that I'm going to be, uh, that I'm going to be doing that I want to talk to you about. All right, everybody. Thanks. We'll see you later.